What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Picking Corners, a box lacrosse channel production. We're pumped to be back with y'all. We're still getting you the content. We're still getting the content out there. We're still getting great guests on. Today, we have the one and only Brad McCulley, another NLL product, a Robert Morris product as well, we should add, uh, out of Victoria, BC, if I'm uh, if I'm correct on that, a BC guy. Pumped to have him on, pumped to have Garrett back from getting, you know, tonsils removed or something like that. And then we got, you know, we got Cammy Mack over here sporting a great jersey, ready to go as always. Boys, fill the people in. How you been? Not, not too bad. Um, you know, just to kind of give everyone some context, both Tucker and I and, and you know, Garrett as well, we're all hopping on this just last minute. Um, Tucker was just telling us that he he decided that he's also going to coach high school at the t- same time he's coaching college, which most people would be like psychotic move. Tucker is all across all the time. Uh, so definitely commending you for that. Um, but really excited to, to have Brad on and, and just kind of chop it up with him. Um, I know he's been kind of, you know, doing the the circuit here, the PR circuit. So we're glad he can make some time with us. And uh, to give a little backstory, uh, my assistant coach, Colin Domick, um, he's got a, a buddy, Clay, who who uh, went to RMU, is now back. Um, he moved back from Colorado to Chicago. He's helping us coach at Whitney Young. He's like, yeah, I've, I've got some RMU boys that would definitely be you know, willing to, to do the podcast. I'm like, oh, who? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got NLL guys that would like love to do this. So he's like, let me shoot a message over to Brad. Um, Brad was was super welcoming and, and really pumped to be on. So thanks, Brad, for, for coming and, uh, you know, being part of our show today it's really exciting no worries man i'm pumped to be here thanks for having me of course um in terms of our picking corners and and some of the topics we want to talk about today uh i know that in terms of the the playoff picture for the nll it's really starting to heat up right we've only got two weeks left and and then we got that that march to may uh you know kind of slogan that they've been pushing what are you guys thinking Who, who do we got for for you know who to watch obviously the bandits right brad you got to be biased there but uh, I, I'm pretty sure everyone's shocked at how well the Georgia Swarm have been doing and their huge push and going from I think they were like 0 and six or 0 and seven or something like that. And now they're like eight and eight. I don't I don't know the exact like record, but uh, that is obviously on I would say unheard of. I've never really seen the team turn it around like that. So it's it's got to be pretty cool for them to be able to to kind of go from not even in the playoff picture to you know right in the mix. Um, Tucker, Garrett, what are you guys thinking right now for these NLO playoffs that are coming up? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm excited in the East because, um, you know, obviously it's it's close between um, the Rock and, and the Bandits. Um, it's it's exciting to see two really good franchises that are, uh, I think, very well supported, very well represented, have great fan bases, um, doing so well in the playoff push. I mean, I guess I'm going to go back to my Ohio connections, but the Cleveland Cavaliers, when they went all the way that year, it was a big fan base. You know, the fan base was pushing. They were there. They were supportive. And I feel like between the Bandits and the Rock, I mean, there's two awesome fan bases, two awesome legacies right there. Um, It just feels right. It feels right in the East. And then I honestly, if I'm going to keep it real with you, I don't think I follow the West enough to really like totally get what's going on. But I mean, to see the seals at top, um, I mean, it's cool. That's really cool. You know, good old San Diego um, up there on top. Uh, you guys know how, how fond I am of, of them and, and how cool that is. But then to see Calgary right behind them, the, the one team that I'm loving on the West side is Panther City being up there because like Panther City's in a strange scenario in the sense that they haven't had a ton of fans at a lot of their games. 
Um, they're, they're new. They're still getting that fan base going. They're still getting that support going, um, but they're battling. I mean, they're really, really battling, which is really cool to see. And I mean, full disclosure, I freaking love their logo, if I'm going to be honest with you. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be biased with that, but the, um, the East is looking real interesting with those top two teams right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to agree with Panther City. This is like their first playoff bid really. And like they're, I mean, they only had like what, two seasons really. So, but still, I mean, can go, go see, I mean, you know, go Panther City, but I'm going to go Seals um, just because of their, uh, they're close to Vegas. I'll tell you <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I still wish that, you know, Vegas would have their magical hot long run that they did in hockey, um, but it didn't. I guess it's not really happening. Um, I can always, you know, always can hope that, right? So, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting because, you know, and I know for the most part you're joking, right, Garrett, because it, it's really tough for a first year team to put a product like the Knights did on the ice that first year, right? Like, yeah, I mean, just in that general, was like magical. It, it didn't happen. Right. I mean, you see you the Kraken, the Kraken like, oh, came they did, in, you right? Did. Yeah. The Kraken came in and, and they were like decent. And I'd say that, you know, NLL wise, it, it's just cool to see an expansion team be competitive, right? Come out, you know, do that, that kind of first year. I, they're probably trying to create chemistry, right? There's a bunch of guys that never played together before. And it's really cool to, to see them come together and be able to put up a, a very competitive product on the floor. Um, honestly, kind of talking about the, the NL, NHL somewhat crossover, Brad, I'm curious, what is it like uh, playing in the same stadium as the Sabres, right? You guys, uh, do you guys partner with them at all? Is it kind of hands off your two separate things? What does that look like? Uh, I mean, we're owned by the same people. We're all owned by uh, the Pagula uh, Sports Entertainment. Mm -hmm. So, like, our locker rooms are pretty close. Like, they're right across the hall. Uh, I mean, obviously, kind of everything in there is all Sabres colors and whatnot. Like, we're obviously not the uh, the main show, but uh, like, not to badmouth them at all because I love going to their games and I've met a bunch of the guys and like their beauties. But I think even they would tell you, like any sports fan in Buffalo, if it's not going to be the bills, I would think that in the key bank center, that we're pretty much the main show. Uh, like we get a bunch of fans. We have an insane following and Buffalo is an amazing sports city. Like these people here who live here, who support the bills, the Sabres and us, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. And even when like, obviously I love getting the support, but then you want to jump right in the mix and start supporting the Sabres. And like the minute I moved here, I was like, all right, we like the bills now. That's just how this is going to go. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, like being partnered with them and being able to play in an arena like that, I, I think we're pretty lucky to be able to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, one of the cool things too, just to, to kind of rattle off, you know, what you were just talking about with the fans, right? Like, it's, it's not very typical that you have, um, you know, a huge kind of fan base lacrosse wise. I mean, I know that NLL, there's, there's definitely some top teams with like Calgary, Buffalo, um, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of like the rock, right. That have a lot of fans, but just talking about Buffalo in general, I think you're already coming into a market where if you've never even heard about the bandits, you just know the NFL, like the bills fans are known for being crazy. Right. Yeah. So like, do you feel that energy at the game as well with just the, the Buffalo fans in general? Oh yeah. 110%. Like bandit land is rocking every Saturday. Like usually most places you play, like you can't really notice the fans. Like, obviously, I mean, if it's like big crowds and stuff like that, but like 
the fans in our arena are deafening and they have all these chants and everything that goes on. Like it's nuts, man. Like everyone's in black and orange and they got all the signs. Like I said, the chants and yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's something else. Like it's something, our building is special. It's better than kind of anywhere else in the league. And I think a lot of people would tell you that. I mean, just with the following we have, and like you said, the, uh, the market is known for having crazy sports fans and, it uh it isn't a letdown if you go to a lacrosse game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I know was, that, I that we definitely that. want. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Gary. No, no, no. Yeah, I was I was saying uh, when I um when I got hired on at my current company, it's actually based in Buffalo, and I had a meeting with the with a person there, and they're like, "Yeah, um, you play lacrosse, right?" You're like, "Yeah." Do you know about the Buffalo Bandits? I'm like, yeah. How do you know about the Buffalo Bandits? Yeah. And he's like, "No, I live in I live like right outside of Buffalo." He's like, "The place is always." It's a party all the time, every game. And then he asked me why I don't play for you guys. So if you could just make that happen for like a game or something. Then... Yeah, I'll, I'll throw a little word in there for you. We'll see if we Perfect. can get a jersey. I just, I, get, I just need to get a jersey and a shift, and I'll say, I did, hey, I played. Then we're clear. Then we're good. We're all trying to get into that player pool, you know. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> just I, by uh... association. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think in, I think it's it's really cool to interject here. I think it's really cool on the, the fan – um, notoriety of a team and and the recognition and acknowledgement that a team exists and the knowledge of it because I mean I was just thinking back to um, a Panther City story there's a, a kid who goes to school here that graduated last year was a soccer player and he's uh, was interested in lacrosse and from Fort Worth and I go yeah you you guys you know you have a new pro team right like you have an NL team and he's like we have a we have a pro lacrosse team like that's crazy what he was like people have absolutely no idea <clears throat> there's a pro yeah. lacrosse team and so then you go to a market like like buffalo and like i grew up you know outside of cleveland and we were close enough to buffalo people knew a lot about the bandits yeah and it's, just, it's interesting when you're in markets that are are so saturated with knowledgeable people that really that fan they, they follow that i mean you can go over the border too like i called a i called a recruit two weeks ago and his family was driving over the border to a, a bandits game and it was like the highlight of of their week and like that's that's the coolest thing to see people seek out box lacrosse like they are going there with their hard-earned money, ready to party it up, ready to have a great time, and they're aware it's there. Like that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and that's the thing too, location-wise. I mean, like we luck out because we do get a lot of uh, a lot of Ontario like comes over to our games, right? Like if you're in like St. Catharines or something like that, like it's it's under 40 minutes depending on the border from like wherever you are to the front door of the Key Bank Center. So we luck out with that kind of thing, like. Whoever thought it up to put a team in Buffalo nailed it. That's for sure. Good take. Yeah, I think it's cool, too, that that you bring up the fact that you're not just getting, you know, Buffalo fans or like, you know, uh, closer American cities that, you know, the Canadians feel like they're still a part of that, that Buffalo kind of <clears throat> fan base, even being over the border. I think that's great that, you know, you can have two countries come together and support the same team. I don't think that that's something that you necessarily hear anywhere else in any other sport, right? Unless maybe you're talking NHL potentially um, or, you know, like the Blue Jays or the Raptors or something like that, right? Yeah, probably the Blue Jays would be maybe – maybe that would be the same. I mean, I guess it's just opposite, right? Like a lot of Buffalo and like New York people like the Blue Jays because it's so Mm -hmm. close. But like if I guess if you don't like the Yankees, like New York City so far and 
I don't know. I don't know how it works. I just know there's a lot of Blue Jays fans around here. And the, it's, you know, the big upstate versus New York City, Long Island battle, you know, like yeah. I, I definitely get why some people wouldn't be uh, Yankees or Mets fans. Just Yeah, for, exa- yeah that's the thing. There's teams all over the place. New York is massive. So it's just like pick one and go for it. Absolutely. Um, I know that one of the other things that I just wanted to bring up kind of before we segue into Brad's, you know, more in-depth interview here was, uh, a lot of the things that we've talked about on this podcast are, you know, NLL related, pro lacrosse, talking a lot about the the actual play and things like that. But we also like to highlight a lot of the good that they're doing off the floor with their marketing tactics, um, with, you know, partnering with the, you know, indigenous um, tribes and things like that, really wanting to respect where the game has come from. And they just recently got highlighted um, and actually got an award uh, of recognition for their Every Child Matters um, campaign that they've been running. And I think that that, I mean, it's just such a great thing for the league in terms of uh, being recognized for, you know, obviously trying to build more fans, but the good that they're doing out in the community. I think that it's it's a little bit different where, you know, the NFL has their like Walter Payton Award and, you know, the, they get their recognition for for guys, individuals that are doing good things out in the community. But I think what the NLL does really well is that they come together as uh, just a whole league in general and the, the teams and the cities that they're in and they give back to not only those communities, but also, you know, where the game is from, the history of it. And, and honestly, Tucker, Garrett, I'd be interested in your thoughts. It, that's to me is a really big accomplish, accomplishment for the NLL, right? Yeah, I mean, I just think, uh, you know, obviously the NLL from a, a media buying perspective or a, a marketing perspective, the NLL is is so small compared to the, the NHL or MLB or NFL, any of that. But I, I think that, I think you hit it on the head. They really do an incredible job with their initiatives, with their awareness, with, I mean, anything, um, whether it's like, you know, like Tucker out Leukemia Night or any type of endeavor that's attached to the NLL, they do an incredible job with what they have, like the assets that they use and the people that they have. And the, I mean, everybody involved in the NLL is like, I think the last four or five years, we've really seen it turned into a very polished product. And obviously that ESPN deal definitely helps with getting eyes in the game and and definitely gets more funding, but it's, it's incredible what is accomplished in the NLL. I mean, they, I think they outdo the top three um, in a lot of the initiatives and the content they put out and, and how much care they put into what they're doing. Absolutely. I, I, honestly so i've got a question for brad right after this but just to to kind of give you a little tidbit in addition to that like i you know am very active on their social media just because we have a podcast that is mainly about the nll and box across in general and one of the things that really made me smile this week is um the wings sent out letters to the kids that had made the the junior wings or the little wings like for their you know youth leagues and and uh, how they they partner with the kids in the community and you know it's these kids getting these letters and freaking out or like holding it up and smiling and that is like something that you don't see across other sports in my opinion at least some of the bigger ones like the MLB NBA like uh, NFL NHL you know you definitely see them interacting with children right and and giving back um, you know to our youth but the fact that the wings can like make a a kid's day by sending them a letter and being like hey you're going to get to come out and, and represent, you know, our brand at that level. And, and that just 
you know, makes their world, right? So Brad, going back to kind of the, the initiatives, the campaigns, things like that, it's got to be really special as a player to play on a night like Tucker Out Lymphoma or some sort of indigenous heritage night, right? I mean, do, do you feel some extra energy when you're representing that, that sort of theme night or, or that recognition night? Yeah, absolutely. I think those games are pretty easy to get up for. Um, <clears throat> obviously with, uh, sorry, I got a little tickle here, but, um, yeah, I mean, like it's tough to, you know, put into words, like, you know, what it does mean to play those games. Like you're so, it's like, honestly, like, I mean, from a personal perspective, like we talk a lot about, you know, just being fortunate for one, just being in the situation that we're in and, you know, being able to do what we love. Like, you know, I get to go in and play these games and I get to, wear the jersey and play in front of 17,000 fans and and do a lot of the things that I love with not a whole lot of uh, fight back from really anything, right? Um, and there's a lot of people who don't get those opportunities because life isn't fair and life hasn't been fair to them. And, you know, it's something that we really need to, like, just bring into the light. Like, obviously, the Every Child Matters was uh, – it's really special because it really wasn't like a one-night theme. It's been a two-year theme. And it's going to continue being a theme and even players who aren't um, native American are supporting it because our game is born from native American culture. And I've been able, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to play with some native American guys um, as well as our team has, you know, quite a few alumni as well as a following that's uh, that's, you know, fairly native American as well. Um, and being in Buffalo, there's some uh, reservations around and, and everything like that too. So um you, you get to see the culture, you get to see a lot of it. Um, and also a good friend of mine, Dehok and Aniko, you know, I've, I've talked his ear off already, just wanting to know more about it. Right. Because you, you, uh, you don't hear a bunch about it. Um, which is unfortunate. I think, you know, being a lacrosse player, a game that I love so much and then talking to Dehoka about it, like it just, it means more to, to them and their culture, um, which I love. I've, I wanted to know everything about it. I was really curious about it and everything he's told me has been fantastic. So that that's a special one. And then the Tucker out lymphoma night, that's, that obviously started in bandit land. A lot of teams do a lot of great things with cancer awareness, like breast cancer awareness and stuff like that. Um, you know, Sean Williams was a guy who played on our, on our team and he was in Buffalo when Tucker was going through that stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of the guys who are still in the organization, coaches, ownership, everything, knew Sean and, and they knew Tucker and um, kind of everything that was going on. So, it, you know, it really it touched a lot of people and it's been a big special night and a big special thing in Buffalo. And, um, you know, we're always there to, to support it. We love doing it. Um, Sean comes into our dressing room to, to talk beforehand, too. And like it was obviously my first year last year. And he came into the locker room and I was like, wow, like, you know, like just like the story of it, it's just, you just wouldn't wish that on anybody and just how strong their family is. And um, I got the chance to meet, you know, Sean and, and his family just a little bit, but they're amazing people. And um, you can see, obviously, I'm glad now that more teams are getting to do it. Like obviously with him being the GM and head coach in Vegas, I'm stoked that they were able to get a Tucker L lymphoma night game in as well as ours, because I know ours does really well for um, supporting the cause and, and doing everything we can. So now that we can double that, I think it's amazing. Right. And, you know, I know we want to kick it over to, to your interview here and, and really get into some more individual questions, but 
what it's all about is, is pretty much what you just laid out, right? It's about awareness. It's about asking questions. It's about learning more and getting more people involved, right? Get more people backing, you know, good, just positive outreach and things like that, right? I, I actually own uh, Every Child's Matters shirt. I, I had my fiance uh, get me one for Valentine's Day this year. She's like, well, you know, let's let's do something like small fun. I was like, hey, this shirt, you know, uh, it benefits, uh, you know, great cause I, I would love to support the NLL so she got me that shirt and I wore it to coaching the other day and I was walking to my car and I actually just had a couple strangers were just chilling on the on the side of the street um, and they were like hey I really love that shirt and I was like well that that's really cool that you say that because uh, you know I coach lacrosse this is a pro you know lacrosse league they probably have no idea what what the NLL is but they see a uh, you know a statement like every child matters and that's something that they can get behind whether they know what lacrosse is or not so I think what you guys are doing amongst the league just to bring awareness to those, those bigger issues and, and just support, you know, it's, it's fantastic. So Garrett, uh, I, I, I'm hoping that you got a great nickname ready. We give everyone a nickname on the show, Brad. I don't know if you're aware. I didn't know that, but this, yeah, every, every, we give a new nickname to everyone that comes on. It's typically Garrett last week I had to fill in, but it's Garrett's first time back from, tonsil surgery so the pressure's on Garrett what do you got okay well today you know as we you see him here sitting next to us he's got a really nice hat on he's got a really good spirit too but I will say from what I've seen on his Instagram Brad the Big Mac truck Macaulay because <laughs> that boy has some that boy can hit specifically <laughs> this one picture I want to go out here start off with this right uh, four weeks ago you posted a picture of you basically just, I, I want to say you almost knocked him out. It's probably close. How, what, what, what was, tell us, tell us what uh, that, the whole interaction, how they came about and how just, you just got, you, how'd you line up perfectly for the picture? I don't know, man. I, the, they got cameras everywhere in Buffalo, so it's pretty good. But that whole interaction, uh, we were discussing some things beforehand. Uh, obviously the game really wasn't going our way and, he wasn't making me particularly happy. So I went out there and kind of told him what was going on and he agreed. Well, I can, all I can say is it looks like his, uh, your fist agreed with his face. All right. So yeah, it, it was, I think it went in my favor. <laughs> what, 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 I mean, I, I, Brad, you and I kind of chatted about this on our, you know, little introduction chat a couple of weeks ago, but what, what kind of, you know, you mentioned that you don't go seeking that stuff, right? It's just kind of something that happens naturally, organically in the flow of the game. Um, and honestly, you know, violence is interesting and, and, you know, you can have differing opinions, but I think that's something that makes the NLL unique because the only other sport that you can fight in is the NHL, right? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think having that aspect of the game means to a sport like box the cross and a growing sport. And then, you know, how do, how do you get into this sort of lane where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm like gloves off. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I think honestly, like anytime you see hockey players talking about it, where, cause I think no, it's not a whole bunch of people saying stop the fighting in the cross. Like you always see it in hockey. Like everyone wants to see it stop. But um, like they say, like, I would completely agree. Like it just finds a way, like, the game just polices itself like there's going to be calls that nobody makes and there's going to be hits that happen there's these little cheap shots and um obviously you know i mean like guys can run around if they know they don't have to answer to anybody wanting to punch them in the face and they can kind of run around and do whatever they want 
but there's a lot of guys who don't mind. So, um, you know, it's just the way it goes. Like lacrosse is super physical, right? Like if you play a physical game, like you're running into guys, you're pushing around, like nobody out there wants to just take that. Nobody's going to just take that because that's going to get you cut pretty fast, right? If you can't just get out there and handle yourself. So um, sometimes temperatures boil over. I think a lot of the times it's just competitiveness, right? Like, or like even let's say like, yeah, you see your teammate get run headfirst into the boards, whatever, you're going to go react. You're going to go do something. And um, like those ones that kind of happen, the more staged ones, I guess, when, yeah, you're getting ready, taking everything off, the rest are kicking gloves out of the way. That's usually like, that's happened. I mean, like guys have been pissing each other off throughout the game. I don't know what kind of language I'm allowed to use. I'm hoping pissing. Any, anything you want to use, you're, you're we're good. Yeah. So guys piss each other off, but like, you know, like at some point when that happens, like you just say, okay, screw this. Like, fuck it. It's time to go. Like, let's just, let's handle this. And then it's over and then it's done. Like, I mean, guys are competitive. It happens. Um, usually, Usually sometimes, I mean, you can use it as a momentum swing. Yeah, we're down 4 nothing. Let's spark the boys. Let's go find their tough guy and see what he wants to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys who will just answer if you ask them, and there's some other guys that take a little bit more convincing, and then sometimes it just comes about after a rough play. That's a, that's a very interesting way to put it. I've never heard it that way. But, hey, that was very poetic. Yes, Love it. Thank you. Try to make what I do nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously everyone wonders about that outside perspective, how those things go down. I, I have a bit of an interesting one that I, um, I think a lot of people listening to this can relate to, especially, you know, guys that are in college now, or, or especially those recently out of college. Um, I remember my perspective on it, but the, the COVID year 2020, when it hit, I was, that was my sophomore season. So I still had a lot of time ahead. But for you, that was your that was your final season. And I mean, you guys got like what, like six games in and then kind of the world just turned upside down. What was that? What was that like for you? Because I know like just looking off the stats, you were having a heck of a year to start things off there. What was that transition like? And then, you know, getting into the NLL and just totally shifting everything from this lacrosse experience to this. Yeah, no, I mean, that sucked. First of all, like that was crazy. Um, I like, we really just started playing well. I remember that was a week we beat Marquette and I had a pretty good game. I've been kind of struggling, but I was starting to kind of get where I wanted to be, you know, like kind of like senior captain. It's kind of starting to, to go in my favor a bit, like wanting to get that going. And then, yeah, like out of nowhere, like my parents text me like, what's this COVID-19 or like coronavirus. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what are you guys talking about? They're just like, what are you talking about? Like, how have you not seen it? And I was like, I don't know. I just haven't seen it. And then I didn't really, I kind of heard a little bit about it, but I then, then I remember, I think it was Monday, heard a lot more about it. Like, I think the Ivy League shut down Monday after practice or they postponed like two weeks or something like that. And then it was just getting worse and worse. So we went into a meeting on Tuesday and right before the meeting on Tuesday, like the Patriot League shut it down, I think. And our meeting was like 35 minutes long and we came out and we were like one of two conferences standing in the uh, NCAA who was still up for business. And we were like, what is happening here? And then we went to, we went down to practice and our coaches got pulled away mid practice to like a 30 minute meeting. And we were all like, uh, like, do we just keep playing? Like what's going on here? And they came back down and they told us, Hey, like, <clears throat> we're shutting it down for two weeks. School's going to shut down for two weeks. 
it's not a big deal. Nobody get worried. It's getting blown out of proportion. We're going to be fine. We're like, okay. And I think like three days later, it was done. Like it's over. It was fine. Like it was canceled the entire season. Everything's done. And then like, we didn't know that guys were going to be like offered a fifth year and different stuff like that. So it was a bit weird. Um, I was in a bit of a different situation kind of after that. Obviously, I didn't go back for my fifth year. Um, my little brother was going to school, so some financial sacrifices had to be made. I figured he deserved the opportunities that I got. I got my four years of lacrosse, and I finished my degree as well. So from my parents' basement where I finished my degree in my quarantine, which was a lot of fun, and when I finally got home. Um, but, yeah, I mean, after that, I got I was lucky enough to get drafted that year in September. And then I didn't end up actually getting to a camp until I guess that would have been a year later after I got drafted. So I got drafted in September and I didn't go to camp till 13 months later when the NLL was finally ready to rock again. So I hadn't played in quite a while. I hadn't played in like 17 months. I think I hadn't was the last time I would have played competitive lacrosse, which would have been that last RMU practice um before everything got shut down so when i went into camp i was a little bit rusty then i was surrounded by guys who had been in the pll bubble like bernsey dane um chase like kluch and everybody connor fields was on our team at that point the hogan anico had had the last kind of bit of his schooling before all that shit happened um but i was rusty man i got into camp and i was like what the hell is happening? I was like, why can't I play lacrosse? Like, this is crazy. And it was so fast and it was good and everything was going on. So I had an okay camp. Like, thankfully I got taken fairly high in the draft. So when I got there, like, you know, like I played well enough. I didn't play bad in camp, I should say, but I played fine. And I just was struggling adjusting to the speed of everything. But last year, really, I really didn't, mesh too well to the speed i wasn't quite ready i think i was a little bit starstruck still to be entirely honest with you that was probably my problem last year um i couldn't really get to the speed i was trying to figure out my game again i was trying to figure out what my role would be on our really really good offense i didn't really know where to be what to do where to go um so i kind of just had more of a learning year honestly i you know i practiced a lot i watched a lot of film. I asked a lot of questions and I kind of was just brought up to speed by playing where I could. Like I played in like five games, got in one fight, scored a goal. I think I had like six or seven points in total. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't a good start to be honest with you, but I was just, wasn't really meshing in too well. So then I came in this year. Oh, well, I went home and I played for Victoria and I had a pretty good summer. So I kind of got my confidence back, figured out what I could do kind of got like that year of full across, like what I needed instead of, you know, kind of having that 17 months off. Um, so <clears throat> came back into camp this year with a bit of a chip on my shoulder, wanting to prove myself, wanting to make sure the bandits know they didn't make a mistake. And um, I think I've been hands down better this year for sure. I've been struggling a little bit as a late, but I'll figure it out. I'm not concerned about it. Our offense has been having a tough go, but like I said, we'll be fine. Um, but I think, yeah, this year, you know, I came in just wanting to be like, you know, I'm not starstruck anymore. I'm going to be in this league. I was a first round pick. Like it's time to just play, do what I do. And it's been working out pretty well, thankfully. So 
I'm pretty thankful to be in the spot that I was in. <laughs> I guess if we go back to the start of this story, then I didn't exactly see it going this way about three years ago, but here we are. It's a good storyline. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I love it, Brad. I know, I know we got to get you out of here soon. You know, you've got some other things you have going on and we just appreciate you making time for us. My last question for you is five minutes for fighting. Is that warranted or when you're walking to the box, are you like, I can't believe I'm about to sit here for five minutes? No, five minutes is just fine. You're exhausted after a fight. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I, I've served the five for the one and then I've gotten, I fought late in the last two. So I get kicked out, but man, after you fight, you're like, you're sitting there huffing air like it's brutal. It's, it's 35 <laughs> seconds or whatever it is, but it's tough. I and love I'm, it. I mean, I'm sorry that I'm a little bit short, short time today. I mean, if you guys can make time to get me back on, I'd, I'd love to sit here and chop it up with you guys for an hour. This was oh, is this a round two you're requesting? Pardon me? Do you want a round two? I'll round two for sure. This was barely round one, dude. I don't know if you noticed, but I apparently like to talk, so... <laughs> Absolutely, Brad. We're definitely having you back. I go to the interview first, but no, I would love to come on for a round two. I mean, you give me the good nickname, so I deserve to uh, answer a few more of those questions. And like I said, you guys seem like beauties, so I'm in. <laughs> Fantastic, Brad. Well, we appreciate your time. We're definitely going to have to have the the big Mac truck back on the podcast. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe we can chat with you a little bit during the uh, the playoffs here, or just after, and get your perspective on that. But. Good luck coming up here with the end of your season. And, and we're really excited to watch you, you know, get out there on the floor and, and see what you guys got. So appreciate that, man. Uh, again, Thank you pre- much. Yeah. Looking forward to getting back on. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. And, and thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, boys. Have a good night. Bye.